sometimes when you you watch the news cycle and you watch it unfold, you're just wondering, is this real? <laughs> like, um, too many things become predictable. Too many things become uh, like you're reading a George Orwell novel. And then you realize that this is really happening. This is really unfolding. You know, as we progress forward in the future and we begin to see how this truly unfolds and how people react to it, we will learn what we did wrong. Seriously, we will will learn what we did wrong as people. Because every move that the globalists, these elitists, take is a move against our ignorance. Because that's how they truly do shine. That's how they do what they do. That's how they undermine people. Now, I'm a firm believer that the majority in the United States of America are good people, are patriots to this country, are people who love this country and would fight and die for this country. And that we have a small, small minority, which is the highly radicalized left or right. But I think everybody else kind of fits somewhere in the middle. And you know, that sleeping giant is waking up. That sleeping giant is about to roar. I'm not the only one who thinks this. Senator Rand Paul, this weekend, came out and said, there's going to come a day of reckoning where the people will rise up. You know, he he went out to say that the, the left wing is egging this on, urging, and if we don't, and if we want to end this, we have to start locking people up. And he's talking about the attack on Lee Zeldin. But he's right. That there's going to become a day of reckoning. And the people will rise up. The people will stand up against this corruption. I was, uh, we had a show Friday night. Uh, we talk about a lot of different topics. Typically fringe type of topics, but... Uh, after the show, we do an after show, kind of a nightly after show and uh, subscription show. And uh, the, my guest on the show, Louise, and I were talking, um, and we were talking about healthcare. And he goes, you know, I'm uh, 100% conservative, but there's one thing that I'm for, and that would be universal healthcare. And I said, well, please define universal healthcare for me. Because a lot of people, when they talk about this topic, I think they they don't have any clue what they're talking about. He goes, "Well, I want the government to the the, the do what you know the same model they have in Japan or the same model they have in in Switzerland or or Sweden." And I said, "No, no, 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 no we don't want that." And he goes, "Well, why not?" And I said, "Well, that's government-run healthcare." And for someone who spent ten years in the military, I can tell you, with complete honesty, that government-run healthcare is abysmal. That it's the worst thing that you could ever have in your life. He goes, well, yeah, but, you know, they cost cost $10 for an MRI in Japan. 
I go, okay. And what's your point? And he goes, yeah, but it costs $1,000 here. I says, yeah, but the price, the, 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 the problem here in the United States of America with healthcare is not who's running it. It's not if it's capitalistic or if it's socialist. The, the problem here is price. <laughs> and he says, well, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I said, okay. So if the problem is price, then why are we talking about revamping the whole system and implementing a government-run system when all we need to do is remove or limit the levels of profit motivations for these various types of companies? And then I went on about the conspiracy between insurance companies, actuaries, hospitals, and why they get away with charging $1,000 for an MRI. And eventually he came down and agreed with me. But see, the problem in this country is not capitalism. The problem in this country is that the politicians have been paid off so many times over that the laws and regulations meant to protect American people have fallen to the wayside and instead the laws and the protections protect the corporate and financial interests of wealthy people, of politicians, and of those corporations. That's the biggest problem right now in the United States of America is who is being represented in Washington, D.C. The creation of the lobby was one of the worst creations that ever happened in this country. The Supreme Court ruling deeming that a person as declared by the United States Constitution is a legal entity, which could be representative by a corporation, which gave corporations the say towards politicians, the ability to donate towards politicians. That is the biggest criminality that has happened in this country, that still happens in this country, and is the one determining factor that if we got rid of in politics, we might actually have a country for the people, by the people, of the people. But it doesn't matter if it's healthcare, if it's military and defense. It, it doesn't matter. The problem is that foreign, private, and corporate interests have too much influence over politicians. Plain and simple. If you remove that one factor, wow, I only wonder what America could be. Now, with that being said, is Rand Paul right? There's going to come a day of reckoning where the people will rise up. Absolutely it is. Because people are sick and tired of government corruption, of government fallacy, of sending billions upon billions of dollars to foreign countries. Well, we have people here in the United States of America, sick, poor, homeless, starving. We have children on the street. We can't even fix our own country, why are we attempting to help another? I just hope that when this country is taken back by the people, 
that the new Constitution Republic, which is based upon the old one, has the safeguards placed inside of it to where things like this cannot happen. To where corporations fall under the people. Foreign countries fall under the authority of the people in the sense of influence. That the only people that can buy American debt are Americans. Oh, that's a novel idea. Why would we want foreign countries to be able to sell, to buy and sell our debt? That sounds like a national security concern. Why would we want foreign countries to be able to buy American land? That sounds like a national security crisis. They sound like it because they are. But see, this is what happens when you allow foreign interest to give money to politicians. Is the politicians lacks the rules, the laws, so that foreign infiltration, that corporate interest, can take hold and have power and gain more power. We got a lot of work to do as a country. We get a lot of waking up to do as a country. And I think Rand Paul's right here. Although I think he was saying it in reference to the left, I don't think he can understand what's going to happen when the left and the right wake up to realize they've both been fooled. Then there truly is going to be a reckoning. And I feel bad for any politician at that point. Listen, guys, this is the Dark Delight Show. If you are interested in advertising, getting one of the advertising spots on this show, we have a whole bunch of spots open, and uh, we are now ready to bring in some people. So if you are interested in doing some advertising here with us, what I want you to do is I want you to email redpillstv at gmail.com. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S-T-V at gmail.com. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. 
The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. And right before the break there, I was saying, if you guys are looking for some awesome radio advertising, which is one of the best ways to reach millennials plus in audience i'm telling you radio go ahead and email us at redpillstv at gmail.com r-e-d-p-i-l-l-s-t-v dot or at gmail.com i almost said dot com (laughs) Uh, all right bracing for impact we have the uh, federal reserve meeting this week the fomc is meeting this thursday And uh, bracing for impact here, even if Thursday's GDP report shows a second consecutive quarter of negative growth, you won't hear the Biden administration using the R word, recession. That's because the Council of Economic Advisors is redefining what a recession actually is. And so from WhiteHouse.gov, What is a recession? Well, some maintain that two consecutive quarters of failing real GDP constitute a recession. That is neither the official definition nor the way economists evaluate the state of the business cycle. Instead, both official determinators of a recession and economists' assessment of economic activity are based on holistic look at the data, including the labor market, consumer and business spending, industrial production, and incomes. Based on these data, it is unlikely that the decline in GDP in the first quarter of this year, even if followed by another GDP decline in the second quarter, indicates a recession. Wow. Talk about CYA. Actually, no. A recession is two quarters of consecutive falling real GDP. It's been that way for a while, and that's exactly what it is, and that's what we're headed for. This is uh, your warning sign. When the White House comes out and starts redefining words because they no longer fit their dystopian narrative, it might be time to look at your finances and wonder, hmm, maybe I should do something different, and that's the truth of the matter, is... 401ks, IRAs, if you got them and they're in stocks and bonds, uh, they're in those equities, you might want to reconsider something else, something a little shiny like silver or gold, because uh, those are probably the only things that are going to retain their value and increase in value in the coming months and years due to this uh, abysmal economic outlook that is happening right now. And look, everything is temporary, right? Everything is temporary. We understand this. We understand that the country is not going to continue to be in a recession, you know, for the next five years. 
but there is going to be a prolonged time of economic decline. Because that is the only way that these people can usher in their global agenda. But you have to see the pattern. You cannot have economic prosperity and have the people wanting world government. It just doesn't make sense. Instead, you have to have pain, hurt, fear, and chaos. The people have to want and ask and fight for world government. That's the way that these people operate on a level of psychological warfare. Is they allow the people to do their bidding for them. And that comes about through pain, through chaos, through hatred, through people being fed up with the state of the economy, with the state of their politics. Reminds you of the times that we're in right now, huh? You know, and, and speaking of the politic aspect of it, a Michigan news channel, yep, state of Michigan, Michigan news channel, has just posted the results of the Republican primary election. Did you hear about this? That's right. Michigan News Channel 3 published the results of the Republican primary election. And the rhino, Tudor Dixon, won. Trump hater Peter Mayer uh, won his race, too. There was just one thing, though. The Michigan Republican primary is not until August 2nd. That's right. Governor, Republican, 100% of precincts reporting. Tudor Dixon, 445,368 votes, 47%. The election isn't until August 2nd. And this news channel just happened to have the results and posted them a few weeks early. Oops! Someone's getting fired. You got to go back to that idea where Rand Paul said that the people are going to rise up and there's going to come a day of reckoning. I think the people in Michigan are probably going to have a day of reckoning knowing that their elections are completely falsified, that their elections are not real. People, it doesn't matter if it's liberal or conservative, left or right. They steal elections. All of them. Why wouldn't they? If the left stealing elections to stay and re retain in power, why wouldn't the right do the same thing? Because they are. Exactly. An entire North Carolina police department resigns in protest over their progressive town man manager. Police officers and other officials in the small town of Kenley submitted mass resignation letters citing stress, a hostile work environment, and the inability to continue the department's long-term betterment projects. In the letter that town manager Justine Jones, chief of police Josh Gibson, expressed regret towards the negative changes he felt were occurring in the department. In my 21 years at the Kenley Police Department, we have seen ups and downs, but especially in the last three years, we have made substantial progress 
that we had hoped to continue. However, due to hostile work environment now present in the town of Kenley, I do not believe that progress is possible. Gibson made the shocking announcement in a Facebook post on Thursday saying the assistant town manager and a key clerk had joined him and his five officers in quitting in protest. I had put in my two weeks notice along with the whole police department, he wrote, of the force he has served for 21 years. The new manager has created an environment I do not feel we can perform our duties and services to the community, he wrote of Justine Jones, who took up the position early last month. Gibson's letter was only one of several resignations that were made publicly after the mass exodus. It is with heavy heart that I take action. I have been with the town since 2004 and fully expected to finish my law enforcement career with the town of Kenley. Unfortunately, there are decisions being made that jeopardize my safety and make me question what the future will hold for a Kenley police officer. Jones was hired as town manager last month after serving in various government positions in other states. Her position was celebrated by the town of Kenley in June press release. She had started on June 2nd after a nationwide search, according to the statement, which said that Jones has dedicated her career to public service over the last 16 years, which she worked in progressively responsible positions with local governments in Minnesota, Virginia, South Carolina, and North Carolina. The town wrote in the statement, she began her municipal career as an executive assistant to the city manager and national urban fellow in the city of Norfolk. The release did not mention, however, she had sued a previous employer in neighboring South Carolina for racial discrimination after she was fired in March of 2015. She accused Richland County leaders of hostile treatment and for not paying her fairly because she was black and had a disability. Court docs show she also accused the county of discriminating against her because she was a whistleblower who reported serious fraud, wrongdoing, and violations of the law. The lawsuit was voluntarily dismissed in April 2017, court records show, without elaborating why. Before getting hired by Kenley, she listed herself as principal CEO of her own consulting company. Word of mouth, real time, her LinkedIn shows. I have truly enjoyed working for the town the last four years due to the current situation and the stress in the work area. Lately, my main concern is health, and right now I need to focus on well-being. The work area is very hostile, and I will not let myself be around that kind of atmosphere. It sounds like George Soros is uh, hard at work again. It sounds like George Soros is out there recruiting new people with their radicalized progressive agenda to come in and start taking over the small municipalities. Be ready. There's going to be a lot more than this. If you live in a town right now, small town America, that has this radicalism rising, this leftist liberalism, and you know, it's not even liberalism. We shouldn't even offend liberals anymore and call it liberalism. Just call them radical left. But if you have these radical left that are rising up in your town, you better make a stand. Because they are targeting your children. They are targeting everything that is good within your community. And eventually they're going to run for office. They're going to cheat. And they're going to win. This just happened in the, uh, the town of Caledonia, or the village of Caledonia's school board. They had nobody checking ballots. People were coming in from all over the place voting. Some people probably voting twice. And then when you contested it, oh no, you can't contest it. Nope, nope, sorry. No, we're not doing a recount. 
And sure enough, somebody who doesn't even live in the town has no kids in the school wins the school board position over a mother who has children in the school. Tell me how that is even possible. And the person who's not from the town, doesn't live in the town, has no kids in the school, got more votes than any other candidate in history. That's what's happening in our towns, guys. It's time to wake up. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show. Dark Delight with Josh Reeb on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight Show. You know, Donald Trump, uh, one of the first things that he did as president is he cracked down tough on China. Not only did he do it with policy, with tariffs, but he also did it through his other means as well. One of the things that he did is he stopped a, an Obama-era program known as the Thousand Talents Program and other different types of education exchange programs. Why? Well, because this is the one way that China was actually stealing U.S. military secrets was through these education exchange programs. They would go in and find out which professors had DOD, uh, DOE, as well as DARPA and NASA contracts. And then they would fund that college and then they would bring that professor over on an education exchange and blackmail him until he gave up all the information. Pretty simple process, and Obama allowed it to happen. Well, Trump ended that. But he also, if you remember, ejected the company Yahweh out of the United States of America. And there was massive uproar and backlash from China, even from corporations and the Democrats here in the United States of America. And you got to wonder why the Democrats were so mad and angry that Donald Trump would get rid, of, get rid of the company Yahweh out of the United States of America. Well, a new FBI probe has determined that Chinese-made Yahweh equipment could potentially disrupt the U.S. nuclear arsenal communications. Oh. I bet the Democrats are still mad, though. <laughs> Yahweh is a, a manufacturer of mass communication devices from 5G on forth. And the idea is, is that this Chinese company um, could easily put back doors into their communication devices, into their electronics devices, and uh, basically take out critical infrastructure with a push of a button. Now, if you remember, a few months ago, we had this leaked audio coming from uh, Guangdong, which is a um, provincial country or provincial uh, area in China on the coastal lands where the generals of this province were talking about the invasion of Taiwan. Now, when they talked about the invasion of the Taiwan, which they planned to happen before November 2nd of this year, by the way, um, where they're going to use DF-41 nuclear tip missiles to take out U.S. naval blockades and they're going to invade Taiwan, they said that they don't have to worry about the electronics and communication aspect of it because Yahweh works for them. And all of the infrastructure in Taiwan is basically Yahweh. Uh, most of the countries in the world have Yahweh infrastructure. So very, very scary scenario right there. But there's a reason why Donald Trump did what he did. He was not an idiot. He is an incredibly smart man 
who understood what was unfolding in the world. And going back to China, you know, Diane Feinstein, Senator Diane Feinstein, had a Chinese driver for 31 years who ended up being a Chinese spy. Eric Swaway was sleeping with a Chinese spy, Congressman Eric Swaway, the same Eric Swaway who is on the January 6th committee, was sleeping with a Chinese spy. Look up Fang Fang Swaway. If you wonder why they call him Fang Fang Swaway, it's because he was sleeping with a Chinese spy, cheating on his wife, and he never resigned. Never resigned. North Korea has just came out and accused the U.S. of biological warfare in Ukraine. They have accused the United States on Sunday of manufacturing biological weapons in Ukraine, echoing a Russian claim apparently dismissed by the United Nations in March. And the United Nations dismissed this without any investigation, without any inquiry, without even looking at any evidence. They just said, oh, that's not possible. And who is the, one of the main funders of the United Nations? Well, the United States of America, of course. See how this, this game works? In February, the U.S. policy was the root of all the Ukraine crisis, said North Korea. And this month formally recognized two self-proclaimed pro-Russian separatist regions in eastern Ukraine, prompting Kiev to cut diplomatic ties with North Korea. Washington set up many biological labs in tens of countries and regions, including Ukraine, in disregard of international treaties. The official Korean Central News Agency said Sunday, citing it has said been detected by Russia. Moscow in March accused Washington of funding research into the development of biological weapons in Ukraine, which has invaded uh, by Russia nearly five months ago. Washington and Kiev denied the existence of the laboratories intended to produce biological weapons in Ukraine, with the United States saying the allegations were a sign that Moscow may use such tactics itself. Um, Sure. Okay, we have, uh, let me see here. Where do we start here? Uh, the Defense Intelligence Agency, which is one of the primary intelligence agencies for the Department of Defense, has a program under what's known as the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, the DTRA. The DTRA, in the early 2000s, after the Biological Weapons Bill was passed in 2004, created, uh, had funding to produce this DTRA project, the Defense Threat Reduction um, agency. Um, they went out and hired a primary contractor by the name of Black and Vish. Black and Vish began organizing globally with various different nations these biological laboratories for the detection of biological weapons in post Soviet era countries. Black and V set up shop, and basically what would happen is foreign countries like Germany would go into these uh, monitoring locations and set up shop. Well, what you ended up seeing is in about 2014, Hunter Biden invests in a small little company called Metabiota, uh, which is a monitoring uh, program for biological weapons. They get hired by Black and Vish to go out there and do the Ukrainian contracts. Metabiata, a Hunter Biden, Joe Biden-owned company, goes in and subcontracts for Black and Vish in Ukraine. 2014, that time frame is when the coup in Ukraine happened, where the United States overthrew, um, which is, uh, I, I forget the, the Russian name, it's uh, 
I think it's Vashenko. But uh, anyway, not Poroshenko. Poroshenko came in. But anyways, they overthrow a pro-Russian leader who is duly elected by the Ukrainian people. And they implement their own coup and put in their own regime. Once this happens, we had the Maiden Massacre, which basically prompted this civil war, this uprising. This all happens. And then in 2015, moving into 2015, this is when Putin went in and annexed Crimea. Now, one of the reasons that he did this is because he knew they were a target by the U.S. coup regime. And by the way, these, these are Nazis that we're talking about that basically cooed Ukraine under the guise of the United States of America. And uh, they began utilizing biological weapons against the people of the Donetsk and Lutetsk regions in 2014. Putin had been verbally saying this, yelling about this at the UN General Assembly for almost eight years. He's provided evidence and nothing has happened. That's why after Donald Trump was out of office, removed from office, Putin went and annexed the Donetsk and Lutetsk regions is because they were victims. Over 20,000 people have died from biological weapon warfare in those regions. And uh, it, it came out, and Russia has released a lot of evidence on this, that what they were utilizing was genetically targeted bioweapons. And so what they would do is they would go in there, and, and tell me if this sounds familiar. They would go in there and take normal diseases and viruses and they would mutate them to target specific genetic strands and then they release them on the people. Wow, where have I heard this story before? One of the rumors is is that COVID was actually created in these labs, which I wouldn't doubt. That COVID is a genetically targeted bioweapon. Imagine that. I wonder if there's any truth to that. Well, how about this? Here we go again. The World Health Organization has declared monkeypox global health emergency amidst vaccines part of the large-scale experiment. They say that they're going to do a monkeypox vaccine trial to collect data in the EU becomes the first to approve the monkeypox mRNA vaccine. And this comes after the mainstream progression of COVID truth, of the COVID vaccine truth. Just on Tucker the other day, on Glenn Beck the other day, we're seeing Dr. McCullough, we're seeing Dr. Malone, and they're coming out saying, ah, antibody-dependent enhancements. People aren't getting monkeypox. People aren't getting COVID. People are getting sick because of the vaccine. That people who are unvaccinated are two, three, five times healthier, unlikely to get sick than people who are vaccinated. And now they're going to do it with monkeypox. Monkeypox, by the way, is a disease that's only transmissible through bodily fluids. And how is it that we have this pandemic forming? Of this type of virus. Why are they coming out and saying that this virus is like any monkeypox they have ever seen before? 
that the symptoms are completely different. It's because it's not monkeypox, people. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. So, why would they be pushing this out? The monkeypox pandemic, which is coming next, or the the Marburg pandemic, whatever it might be. There's a reason. And if you go back to my podcast from December of 2021... When we start seeing a massive decline in the amount of people getting COVID, where we were finally determining that COVID is potentially over, you can understand why this is happening. Now, we said, or I said specifically, that what you're going to see start happening is people who got triple jab, double boosted, blah, 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 are going to start having problems with their health. They're going to get COVID. COVID's going to mutate. And this happens because of antibody-dependent enhancements. They're going to have adverse reactions. And what's going to happen is the medical community is going to say they don't know what's happening. They They can't explain it. And they will begin to basically attribute those symptoms to other diseases. 
and say, oh, it must be another disease. That's what's happening to people. I also said that you're going to start seeing rare diseases start to pop up and spread like wildfire. Because people have compromised immune systems. You know, it was explained to me, um, Gert Vandenbosch, who is, by the way, Gert Vandenbosch is probably one of the world's subject matter experts on virology and immunology. He's worked for the Gavi Foundation, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. He's worked for the German government as the head of vaccinology for the German government. He is uh, the head of the Merck vaccination pro- program for all of Europe. This man is the most qualified person on the planet to talk about these things. And he came out as long as, as well as the uh, the now past Luc Montagnier. If you don't know who Luc Montagnier is, L-U-C Montagnier is a former Nobel winning virologist who discovered the HIV virus. Right? Luc Montagnier. Gert van der Boisch and Luc Montagnier came out and said, hey, there's a problem with this vaccine. It's called a leaky vaccine. And basically what happens is when the vaccine gets injected into your arm, it's supposed to just stay there. And at the, at the uh, surface level, it's supposed to initiate the antibodies. And then the spike protein is supposed to degrade after just a few days. And you are left with the antibodies while the spike protein's gone. Unfortunately, that's not what happens with the mRNA vaccine. And a new Swedish study has actually proven people like Luke Montanay, um, Gert Vandenbosch, Robert Malone, Dr. McCullough, absolutely 100% correct. And what happens is, is this mRNA vaccine, the spike proteins, break the blood-brain barrier. And so they get, it gets into your blood and it starts distributing throughout your entire body, producing spike proteins in your entire body. Now, that wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, not necessarily, as long as the the vaccine just kind of went away and died after time. Well, unfortunately, it's an mRNA vaccine. And the one thing that the professional said it wasn't supposed to do is change your actual internal DNA to produce spike proteins. But this is what the Swedish study just found is that that mRNA vaccine actually goes in there, changes your DNA and allow and then create your body in the state of continuous spike protein production. And by the way, the spike protein is incredibly toxic. Now, when that happens, it basically ramps up your immune system for that specific genetic strain of the spike protein. And this is called antibody dependent enhancement. So basically you get these big offensive linemen guarding your immune system from that specific strain, genetic strain of COVID. That'd be all great. The problem is, is another strain that is genetically different comes around and it runs right by those linemen as well as those linemen are beefed up. Think about the Buffalo Bills, instead of having 200 and 300 pound linemen, now have 900 and 1500 pound linemen. Well, what happens when you have that enhancement to your, your, your antibodies is it blocks your natural immune response. So most people would be in a good position when these uh, viruses actually attack them. The problem is, is the antibody dependent enhancements, the enlarged antibodies that were developed for one specific genetic strain of COVID are now blocking their actual natural immune response. 
And so this is what happens is their immune system begins to degrade over time as well as they become sicker with just colds and flus and just they basically become immunocompromised. Or this is why people are saying that they have HIV. Or sorry, this is why people are saying that they have AIDS. Is because their immune system is so compromised that they can get sick with anything anywhere. And, and Dr. McCullough um, has come out and said that, you know, it's not going to be the first time. It's not going to be the second time. It might not even be the third or the fourth time. But eventually your immune system is just going to give up. And so you need to take very good care of your health. But now they're moving forth to do this with monkeypox. It's my thinking that they're just utilizing the monkeypox as a cover for people who are getting sick from, uh, from taking the jab and all this stuff. Who knows? But the other aspect of this is to push these mRNA vaccine technologies on humanity to continue to reduce the population because we're dealing with eugenicists for over 120 years have been trying to depopulate the planet. Um, and so we are watching them basically make their moves to implement a whole new round of vaccines, of mRNA vaccines. I mean, they got it coming out for cancers. They got it coming out for just about everything you can think of. Soon it's going to be cure the common cold with mRNA vaccines. It's only 1% effective, but you have a 1% chance less of getting a cold. I mean, it's just going to be ridiculous. COVID QR codes, and this is the other part of the vaccination aspect of it, is that the vaccination is directly tied to a passport, to an ID, a digital ID, which is tracked and monitored and can shut off or grant access to anything in the world within this dystopian digital future that we're moving into. COVID QR codes are now being used to ration fuel in Sri Lanka as the economic collapse begins to accelerate. So you have to use QR codes in order to purchase gasoline that was originally implemented to monitor COVID-19. In the UK, Britain is, government is offering farmers lump sum payments to stop growing and selling their land. To stop, well, actually, to stop growing food on their land and then to sell their land to foreign interests. Yeah, that's right. The British government is offering farmers lump sum payments to stop growing food and sell their land to foreign interests. <laughs> I just... Um, my congressman, actually, U.S. Representative Jason Crow, the guy I was going to run against here in District 6 in Colorado, decided not to this year. Maybe in four years we'll, we'll consider it. Um, you can take someone's DNA and design a weapon that can kill them. House Intelligence Committee member warns people not to share health data with sites like 23andMe because it can be used to pro program a new bioweapon and target them. Well, this is what we've been saying for years we're called conspiracy theorists when we did that <laughs> listen much love respect god bless you guys if you do want to advertise with this show TV at gmail.com give us an email other than that we're going to see you guys tomorrow have a great night take care we'll see you then